she said, Dear, come from a land down under Where women glow and men thunder Can't you hear, can't you hear the thunder? Yeah You better run, you better take cover Yeah You better run, you better take cover Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Sidearm Nation podcast, a unique baseball podcast. Today, we have New York Mets right-handed pitcher, Jake Reed. Thanks for coming on, Jake. Absolutely. It's an honor. Thanks for having me. I guess first things first, Jake, could you talk to us a little bit about kind of your arm slot story and kind of how that all came about? Yeah. Um, so I've always kind of been a, like a lower slot guy, low three quarter, um, from the time I was little, uh, to, you know, most of my years in professional baseball. Um, I was always kind of like a, a velocity guy through pretty hard kind of coming up through the minor leagues, especially, you know, when I got moved to the bullpen in college and, um, I had a couple really good years with the Minnesota twins. Um, late in my career with them. I was probably 26 or 27. Um, I was pitching really well, was throwing hard, um, you know, having good years in AAA, but just wasn't getting an opportunity. And uh, about halfway through my, my career with the Twins, our, our front office changed and um, just the game of baseball and pitching kind of started to change um, as far as like, um, you know, just what was valued. Um, and so, Finally, in, in like 2019, about halfway through the season, I was having a pretty good year. And um, I was uh, we were in Syracuse, New York. I was in AAA with the Twins at the time. Uh, we were on the road. And I just remember kind of having a conversation with one of our pitching coaches, Mike McCarthy, um, who was still still with the Twins in AAA with um, at least the last I known. But uh, just had a conversation with him and just kind of asking, like, man, what do I what do I got to do? I've had two good years in AAA. And, um, in a row and striking guys out and throwing hard and um, just wasn't really getting much of an opportunity. And um, he was straight up with me and, and you know, told me that um, just, you know, what I offered as far as movement with my pitches just wasn't um, going to be enough with it, with at least, at least the twins. Um, and so we started, uh, you know, that was kind of tough to hear, to hear because I was, like I said, I was pitching pretty well. Um, and so part of me, just, I guess, like the ego, I guess, didn't quite understand it at the time, but, yeah. um, you know, we started getting into the conversation a little bit more and, and, um, uh, I think I started kind of opening up to some, you know, ideas and we were talking grips and we were talking all these things. And I was like, well, what about like throwing sidearm? He's like, if that added more movement, um, you know, that would be great. And so, yeah, it was kind of just that I started playing catch with it, um, played catch like one day, um, just kind of dropped down a little bit and started throwing my slider from a different slot and then went out and pitched, um, threw well, got like, you know, a few ground balls and a couple innings and punched out a couple guys. And, um, the slider was okay. It was kind of like, it was new, you know, it was kind of popping up out of my hand. And, um, but yeah, threw well. And then the real test was at, at least for the twins. And I think for a lot of other teams, the real test came like, you know, waiting a day or two for the track man info to come in and, and, uh, and so when that, that information came in and, and we saw the sink and saw that the, the slider improve, uh, the movement profile for both those pitches really improved. Um, I think it was, it was really exciting. I think that was kind of the time where I really like bought in, you know, because I saw how, um, you know, excited 
the coaching staff were, uh, you know, with the, with the AAA team there. And then, yeah, I think, you know, that was kind of, it was just sort of like a last ditch effort type of thing with the twins. And um, yeah, it was just, it's an interesting story because I wasn't struggling, you know, and I wasn't one of those guys who just had never really had velocity, you know, like I was pitching well and I was also throwing pretty hard. So it was like, it's kind of strange, you know, thinking back now to, to, you know, where I'm at and where I'm throwing from, but I mean, I guess it all worked out. And I guess, is that something Jake, like you, yeah, I guess you mentioned, right. Like just kind of did see the writing on the wall and just needed to make a change. Right. Yeah. And like, I'm super appreciative of just sort of the honesty of, of that coach and Mike McCarthy, just telling me kind of straight up, like, you know, if what you were doing was enough and you'd be in the big leagues with somebody, you know, cause for those couple of years, like I wasn't, you know, I wasn't getting called up with the twins, but I was also rule five eligible and wasn't getting taken, you know? So it was like, you know, he pretty much told me, you know, if it, if it were good enough for somebody, then somebody would have taken a chance on you. And, and so, um, like I said, that was kind of, that was kind of the time where I started kind of buying in. And I guess you touched on a little bit, Jake, like kind of velocity wise, kind of where are you now? And kind of, I guess, what were you before you kind of dropped down? I was um, like upper nineties, like mid upper nineties. Um, and like at one point in my career was like legit throwing a hundred, you know, like every time I would go out and pitch at least once, you know, or twice I'd be hitting a hundred. So I was throwing hard. Um, and then kind of, I guess when I dropped down, I was probably closer to like mid and would bump up, you know, upper nineties every now and then. Um, but, and then when I first dropped down, um, I was still throwing pretty hard, I guess, from that slot, like it was higher than I am now. Um, when I first dropped down, um, it felt like I was throwing underhand when I first dropped down, right? Like it was like a, a big change. It felt like, um, but I was, you know, when I first dropped down, I was probably 93, 94 could still, you know, get a five every now and then. Um, and then now, uh, which was another kind of transition and long story from last year, but now I've, I'm kind of just comfortably sitting at like 88, 89, and then still have some in the tank, you know, where I need to reach back and get a little extra could still get like a, you know, 92, 93. And is, is that something Jake, like kind of at that velocity, do you just get better sync? I, I, the big thing for me when I dropped down was like, I was struggling to command uh, my sinker. Okay. So it was really out of necessity at, at one point last year it was really when everything like turned around and changed completely for me. Um, you know, about, I don't know, it was about a month into the minor league season. Um, I was struggling in, in Salt Lake with the, with the, the bees of triple A for the angels, which is not an easy place to pitch, but I think I was doing a lot of damage to myself just, you know, with walks and just kind of shoot myself in the foot, um, you know, with, with hitting guys and walks and that sort of thing. And I was striking a lot of guys out and the stuff was really nasty, but you know, just, I got tired. I got really, really tired of like, uh, of just kind of doing the damage to myself. I didn't feel like I was getting beat. Um, so I just got to this, point of the season where I was like, I'm just going to take some off of it and, you know, just, just really work on it and focus, just trying to get the ball over the plate and kind of rely on the idea that it's still hard. You know, I, I think it, it, it's very difficult to hit a baseball, you know, and then yeah. a sinking, you know, a sinking fastball at that, you know, is even more difficult. So I think I just, at one point, um, 
you know, just started <clears throat> trying to throw more strikes and, and taking some off of it. And the velo went way down. So again, like it, it was kind of tough, like ego wise again, of like seeing, you know, 87, 88 every, every now and then. And, uh, as opposed to, you know, sitting in the low nineties, but, um, I was throwing way more strikes, getting ahead of guys and, you know, striking the same amount of guys out because I was getting ahead. So, um, I, I would think, I, I think that was kind of another big, sort of career, um, you know, decision for me last year. And, and after that, like I said, I, I just, I wasn't really walking guys anymore, getting a lot of early contact and it kind of changed the way that, that I was pitching. And then I guess Jake off speed wise, how's that uh, transition coming for you? Yeah, the slider has been really good. Um, you know, to righties, it, it's, I'm facing mostly righties. I think at this point in my career, um, especially when I was, in LA. Um, but it's been really good. It, it, it's, it's really changed the way I pitch too, as far as, um, you know, the way I'm getting guys out or the swings and misses that I'm getting ahead in the count where it used to be a guy that had to like bounce my, my, my breaking ball. Um, I wasn't getting any chases off the, off the edge of the plate. Um, but you know, it's trying to kind of bounce it behind the plate and get swings and misses in that way. But um, it's interesting now how it's like nothing that I throw is really ever hitting the ground. You know, like if, if I'm ahead in the count and I'm trying to, you know, get somebody to chase with my slider, um, it's going to be off the plate, you know? Um, but it, it's been really good. It, it's, you know, really be kind of lateral break, uh, kind of pairs, pairs well with my, with my sinker. Um, and then the lefties will, will throw a change up. I need to throw it more next year. I struggled with lefties definitely definitely last year. Um, something that I need to, to improve on for sure. Um, but I think it's still one of those things where I'm learning, um, you know, a lot about myself and, um, you know, this new way of pitching, I think I, I have to kind of keep reminding myself that it's still pretty new. You know, I think I, I dropped, like I said, I dropped down in 19. So last didn't play in 2020 with COVID. So last year was really my first full season pitching like that. So I got a lot, a lot of room to improve, I think. And, and I think, um, you know, the off speed and, you know, has definitely, I think, been the moneymaker for me, the slider in particular. And I know still kind of new to it, right, Jake, but like any mechanical tips that you found have kind of helped you out? Um, I, a lot of it, man, has just come from um, like watching other guys, you know, because that's the thing, right? It's like your pitching coach and everybody that we work with, nobody throws like us, you know? So <laughs> it's like the only people that, that really understand or that can really help you are, um, I don't want to say the only people, I think more and more guys are, are kind of dropping down and stuff. And so people are finding ways to, to create consistency and delivery and that sort of stuff. But um, I think a lot of it just came from watching guys, you know, and a lot of it came from, um, you know, just seeing the way that people's bodies worked and the positions that they were getting themselves in, and um, you know, at the point of release and whatever it is, you know, I think there were a lot of things that I picked up along the way and just really thankful for YouTube and, um, you know, guys being willing to kind of share what has worked for them. And I had some really great teammates, um, you know, throughout the years that have really helped in that transition um, and, and made it a lot easier on me, which I really appreciated. Um, but yeah, I would say it, a lot of it has just come from kind of watching other, other people and successful people. Yeah. Have you had many teammates that were uh, sidearm submarine pitchers, Jake? 
Uh, I've played, uh, man, let's see. I played with um, one of my good friends, Ben Rowan. Um, last year with the Angels for a while, we were in spring training together and we train here together and in San Diego, uh, or we have before he retired, um, you know, for the last few years. And so I've gotten to kind of watch him do his thing. He's, he's much lower than I am, <laughs> yeah. um, but yeah, he's, he's, he's almost, you know, tough scraping the ground at times. Um, but even that has helped, you know, just like figuring out ways, you know, cause our stuff was stuff played, you know, similar. We had similar breaking balls at least. And so just talking about how to get lefties out and that sort of thing. Um, but Tom Hackamer um, last year with the with the, the Mets toward the end of the year. I, I came up in Minnesota with him for a while. Um, he's probably got some of the best stuff I've ever seen. Um, and then uh, and Trevor Hildenberger, I came up in Minnesota with him. Um, I, I wasn't, you know, sidearm at that point, but um, we've had some conversations, I think, since I've dropped down. And um, he was... He, he was one of those guys too, I think that I looked to really because he was just a big time strike thrower and he had a really good change up and, um, you know, just a good friend of mine. So there, there've been a lot of guys, I'm probably leaving guys out, but it's just interesting how I feel like every, you know, organization now has a couple guys on each team, because I think, you know, those, those arm angles, those different arm angles are important. You know, I think it's, it's important to give, um, hitters a, a different look, you know, so I think they're sort of making somewhat of a comeback, um, even though the sinker is not a very valued pitch in baseball anymore, for whatever reason, I think every team kind of has their, their guy, their funky guy, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely something, you know, even just, I think a lot more, I'm obviously I'm noticing but a lot more colleges are recruiting high school kids that are already pitching from there instead of maybe having to drop down a guy that's struggling. Um, but it's definitely something just there are more, I mean, like I said, I'm probably more aware of it, but there are seem to be more sidearm submarine pitchers popping up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think you're right. I mean, I don't, I don't know exactly what the reason is. It might be, it, it could be similar reasons to me, you know, just the analytics have, have shown like, man, you have a, a good sinker. It may be even better if you, if you drop down or, or you're struggling to throw your sinker from up there, maybe it'll help if you drop down or whatever it is. I think, you know, analytics, um, you know, I think in, in many ways, if, if when used correctly and, and um, sort of meshing well with with what we already know about pitching, I think it, it's really helping a lot of people um, maximize their talent and their abilities. And then just wanted to ask you, Jake, I mean, you kind of mentioned like, I mean, throwing 100, I would have no idea what that would feel like. I only got up to 91. So, I mean, but the way that the game is going now, like it just seems to be velocity, velocity, velocity. And that's obviously where. I, you know, very proud of Sidearm Nation and just love seeing sidearm guys, not necessarily about the velocity. Like any thoughts on that kind of the way the game's going or? Yeah, it's interesting. Like it, it's funny because when people kind of like when I am in a bullpen long enough and get to know guys and they, um, you know, you just end up kind of everybody, especially in AAA when, when you haven't played with a lot of the guys, you end up telling your story at some point. And so eventually it comes out that like, yeah, like I was, I was a velocity guy, you know, like I was throwing that hard and, and most of the guys in the bullpen are all trying to throw that. That's their goal, right. Is to like, is to hit a hundred or, or to just get their velocity up and, you know, whatever that number is, I think everybody is, is moving in that direction. And so it's so hard for them to like believe and understand like why I am throwing the way that I am now, you know? Um, but 
I think it's helped guys like me. You know, I think it, like I said, it's, it's not only a different look arm angle wise, um, but it's, it's a different look velocity wise. I think everybody's sort of, um, you know, trying to do similar stuff with the velocity too, like really work in the top of the zone. And so I think it's opened, um, you know, the, the bottom of the strike zone back up for, for guys like me and, um, you know, generally generating a lot of ground balls and, and just kind of offering hitters, you know, a different look, you know, when you're getting, you know, 97, 98 out of your starter and you're getting 97, 98 out of the first guy that comes out of the pen. And then I come in, you know, throwing 87, 89. Um, I think it's just a, a different look, you know, so I think it's helped. Um, and, and I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm encouraged by, um, you know, no matter, you know, if you're throwing 81 or if you're throwing 91 from down there, I'm encouraged that it's, it's, you know, making its way back into the game and giving guys opportunities to pitch at a high level. Yeah. And I really try and kind of preach to guys like kind of perceive velocity, right? Like that, whatever 85 from a lower slot, hopefully from a hitter standpoint, it's going to look 90, 92, 93. So it's not necessarily just about the radar gun readings. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. Any advice, Jake, for maybe someone debating on changing their arm slot or just maybe kind of stuck that one in, you know, one foot in, one foot out? Yeah, I would just say no, like know why, know why um, you are, know why you want to. Um, and then, you know, if, if you decide to make that transition, um, I, I think it is important to kind of take that route of really studying up, you know, like I was, I've always watched baseball. Um, I've always loved watching the game and talking the game, but I've never watched pitching and paid attention to guys as much as I have since I've dropped down. Um, because it's, it's almost like I'm relearning how to throw. Um, and so I think there's a lot of, of, um, of studying, you know, that, that goes into it. So if you are going to make that transition, understand that it is a new way of throwing and that, you know, we're, we're so lucky to have the resources that we have now with, with YouTube and Instagram and so many other things of, of helping us break down guys' mechanics and, and see, um, you know, what works for certain people. Um, and then I think the other thing too, is just like, as you continue to progress, understanding and, and figuring out what you're good at doing and then just doing a lot of that, you know? So I think that's something that I learned last year is that the game is, is, is a lot more simple than, than we make it. It's, it's not easy. Um, but it's simple as far as like what we're, what we're trying to do, what I'm trying to do. And so some of my teammates and, um, you know, especially in the big leagues have really helped me understand that, that like know what you do well and just do that a lot, you know? And, and so for me, um, you know, being a, being a sidearm sinker baller, like obviously staying down in the zone with my sinker um, primarily, you know, glove side, working glove side, mostly to righties and lefties with my sinker um, and then throwing my slider off of that. Like, I know that I'm good at doing that and I know that that's going to work against righties um, and, and hopefully more against lefties, but it's just, I think it's just a learning process, you know, so figuring out, you know, what you're, what you're good at doing um, and just getting even better at those things and then doing them more. So I think that's what I would have to say about that. And then I guess, Jake, what would be your favorite part about pitching from down under? Oh man. Um, I, I like the, like the confidence that I have early in the count 
to throw a fastball. No, even if that guy at the plate knows that it's coming because of the way that it's moving, you know, like, like my sinker is designed and, and, you know, I'm throwing it in a way that is, is hopefully going to generate ground balls. You know, I think more times than not, it's going to. So I think there's a confidence that I have, um, you know, that I didn't have when I was just throwing mostly four seams over the top that, you know, I can throw an OO fastball somewhere over the plate um, and, and, you know, trust that I'm, I'm, you know, if they want to swing great, it's almost like inviting it and, and enjoying early contact, early ground balls. And it's the same, um, you know, as well for if you're behind in the count, you know, I think uh, we're told so much that like when you're behind, you know, two, one, two, Oh, three, one, it's important to, to throw, you know, off speed or mix it up in those counts. And, and it is, you know, but, I think since I've dropped down, it's given me the, the confidence and the belief that, all right, like I, I'm not afraid to go with a sinker here. I'm not afraid to go three, one fastball, um, you know, as opposed to, you know, having to go to my breaking ball or my changeup in those counts. So it's just, I think it's given me more confidence with the ball in my hand that, um, you know, even though it's not 98 anymore, that it's, it's, you know, equally as hard to, I think to hit a, a bowling ball sinker, at, you know, 90 miles an hour and, and just kind of, trusting that those guys behind you, you know, you got whatever team you're on, you know, and once you get to my level, it's like the, the guys out there are the best of the best, you know, they're going to field ground balls and, and do all those things. So I think it's just sort of offered a, a new confidence with, um, with the way that I pitched that I didn't have before. And then I guess Jake, like anything from like kind of a bullpen standpoint, I had a bad habit of maybe throwing too many pitches down there, kind of maybe wasting my bullets at times. Uh, any advice, kind of bullpen wise? Yeah, for me, um, my struggle and my misses are, are going to be arm side. Um, so I'm a righty, uh, meaning like when I first start warming up, and and sometimes even when I get into the game, if I'm not really um, if I'm not really focused on it, um, I guess in warmups, but my misses are going to be arm side, just the way that the ball moves. And so I've been really intentional with my, with my bullpen catchers of really getting them to set up way off the plate glove side. So almost kind of in like the left-handed batter's box, um, you know, for at least the first, you know, five or six sinkers that I throw just to really get that feeling of finishing and, getting the ball to that side of the plate. Um, and then I'll do the same thing for my slider. Um, for the first few sliders that I throw, make sure that I'm, I'm finishing through the pitch, getting it, um, you know, to where I want, uh, because there are, you know, my, when I get into trouble against varieties, it's when, you know, I hang a slider over, you know, arm side over the plate or, um, you know, get behind in the count because I'm missing sinkers arm side to righties. So I would just say like, we are all going to struggle with something, I think, and really kind of taking advantage of that when you're warming up to, to get on top of it, you know, so whatever it is, I think a lot of guys wrestle with the arm side misses um, as sidearm guys. So I would just encourage guys who have struggled in that way to use the time in the bullpen to move the catcher, um, you know, off the plate and just get that feeling of finishing the pitch, uh, making sure that we're ready to go in the game and, and, um, you know, pound the strike zone. And then Jay, could you talk to us a little bit about kind of your grind in the minors? Yeah, it was the grind uh, for sure. Um, 
I mean, it, it my career started off very quickly. Like I, I was a fifth round draft pick, went to Loa, pitched really well the summer I got drafted and a couple guys like turned down the fall league that year. So I got to go to the fall league my first summer, pitched really well there. And then um, my first full season, I, I started in double A. Um, so it got going really quickly. Um, but then, you know, for really two two years, I just struggled. Like I was not ready um, to be at that level in any way. Like I was just a very immature kid. Um, I didn't know what I was, what I was doing pitching wise. And so I spent a lot of time just kind of wrestling in double A, you know, just trying to, trying to get back on it. Um, got sent down, you know, a couple times every now and then to high A and just wrestling with command and um, you know, just, I think a lot of guys go through that too, because we're just not used to playing that many games in a season. So it is, a, it is somewhat of a transition. Um, but yeah, spent a couple of years kind of getting my teeth kicked in, in the minor leagues. And, um, I think in 16 was my first year in triple A ended up getting up to triple A and pitching pretty well, like 10 or 11 innings to, to close the season. And then, um, 17 and 18. So 17, I, I finished the year um, with like a two in triple a, um, like over 50 innings. I think, I, you know, I had a good year by every, you know, measurement struck, struck out a lot of guys, wasn't walking a ton of guys. Um, so didn't get an opportunity then. And, and that was, you know, kind of frustrating. And then the next year, um, came back and had an even better year in triple a, uh, didn't get an opportunity. I think I finished with like a one eight or something and, you know, striking, striking a lot of guys out, not walking a lot of guys. So, uh, was pitching well and didn't get an opportunity. So that, I think that's when it kind of started getting kind of frustrating for me because there was a sense of like, man, what do, what do I have to do? I, it's, it's hard to have a year like that. You know, like I just, there was part of me that was like, I, I don't know how many more times I'm going to be able to have a season like that, you know, to, so to not get an opportunity, um, you know, w- was pretty tough. Um, and then came back that 2019 year, um, and then about, like I said, halfway through that year, dropped down sidearm. My first month doing that was really good. And then after that, I was, I think it was good in the beginning because I wasn't thinking. It was just sort of this experiment. And I was like, well, let's try it. Got nothing to lose. And and then after about a month, I started kind of struggling with some command and stuff. And 2020 gets canceled. Um, and that was my last year with the Twins. So I became a minor league free agent um, and then signed with uh, the Angels. So went to camp last year with the Angels. Um, didn't pitch much, you know. It was kind of backup. You know, the the rules were were different last spring training, so the starters could kind of re-enter. And so there were a lot of times early on in camp when the starters kind of reached their pitch count, um, you know, or early in the game. And the, I was kind of going into situations like that, cleaning up innings. And then um, from there, we went to the alt site, and then AAA in Salt Lake with with the bees struggled. Um, and then I had knocked out in my contract on June 1st with the, with the angels and then ended up signing with the Dodgers. I went to Oklahoma city with, with the Dodgers for a month and then, um, pitched really well. There was in a really cool role. I think that was really conducive to like how I, how I'm going to be successful. I was facing, you know, pretty much all righties, which was great. Um, pitched really well there. And then about, five weeks into to my time as a Dodger, that's, I got called up in, in early July. So a lot of years of, of just like grinding and, 
um, struggling, which was really good. I think for me, just as a, as a person, as a human being. Um, but then a lot of like really successful years in the minor leagues too, that didn't get really rewarded for it. So it was just, I don't know, man, like it was, it was a grind. I think the grind came, um, you know, in my later years with the twins where I was just kind of confused as to, you know, why I wasn't getting opportunities and stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it would, it all, it all is all worth it. You know, when you finally get that opportunity um, and you finally get to pitch in a, in a big league uniform. And, and I think it still would be worth it. Even if you don't get that opportunity, I think just, you know, you learn so much getting to getting to play this game for as long as I've gotten to. And so um, just, you know, it, it's, it's a crazy wacky story, you know, but I, I definitely wouldn't trade it for anything. And then Jake, could you talk to us a little bit about your MLB debut? Yeah. So we, uh, we were in Miami. Um, I actually got, a I got called into our, into our triple A manager's office a couple of days before that we were at home in Oklahoma city and he pulled me in and said, Hey, I think the Dodgers are going to, they're going to take you on the road, um, for the taxi squad, you know, they're in Miami. So I said, all right. And, and at that, I knew what the taxi squad was, you know? So I, I figured, you know, I'm going to go and back up. And if there's a couple injuries or people get sick, like that's, you know, generally when those guys have gotten opportunities. So that's really all I thought of it. Um, and I get to Miami um, and I'm talking to, to Dave Roberts that, that day I get there and we're just kind of getting to know each other a little bit. And as I'm walking out of the office, he was like, Hey, I think the plan is for you to, to taxi squad today and then be act- activated tomorrow. And I was like, I didn't know that, you know, like I just, I, I just assumed I was on the taxi squad and he was like, well, nothing's set in stone, you know, but uh, we'll, we'll see what happens here. So um, get my work in and then go home that night or whatever and um, watch the Dodger game. And I didn't get a call or anything after the game. So I was like, all right, like maybe it's not going to happen. Um, so then I get to the field the next day um, and get called into the office pretty quickly. I knew like when they came and got me, like what was happening. And so, um, I walked in there and Dave Roberts just said, Hey, um, we're going to activate you tonight. Uh, be ready to go. And I was like, okay, I gotta go make some phone calls. So he's like, yeah, do what you gotta do. And then I, again, I started walking out. He's like, wait, is this your first time? And I was like, yes. And then he got up and gave me a hug and said, congratulations. And, you know, kind of made it a bigger, you know, a, a big deal. And, and that was cool. Um, so got to go out, um, that was probably at like, I don't know, one thirty, two o'clock and we had stretch of like three thirty. So I had to go outside and, um, you know, I went up into the stadium with my, with my phone and my headphones and called my wife, um, first, um, my wife is, uh, my wife was a softball player. Um, she is, uh, she was in Japan with, with team USA. So it was like 3am there. So I call her to wake her up, um, tell her, and that was cool getting to share that moment with her, even, you know, from across the world and then called my parents, uh, had that, you know, awesome moment with them as well. And a couple other people and had to go back down and pretty much get ready to go. And then we were pretty short staffed, you know, as a team, um, we had some injuries and, um, you know, guys had thrown a couple of days in a row. So we had a lot of guys down and, and um, they told me like, I was pretty much hundred percent. I was going to be the first guy up. Um, and I think, that really was, was nice because I didn't have to like go through the whole like phone ringing wonder, wondering if it's going to be me. Um, I knew that as soon as, um, you know, our starter kind of reached his limit, 
you know, kind of, no matter what the score was, I think I was going to be the first guy in. So, you know, he go he got through five and change, I think five and a third. Um, and then sure enough, phone rang and it was me got hot, ready to go. Felt great warming up and running out there. And, um, yeah, felt good. I, I felt a lot less of the, the moment, I guess, nerves wise than I thought it was going to, um, it was one, nothing. I think that helped too. We were up one, nothing. Um, and so I just, it was, I think everything kind of played in for it to just feel a little bit more normal in the sense of like, all right, like I have to compete here rather than this being like my debut, let's see what happens, you know? So, um, I think I gave up a single, my, the first batter, um, to, uh, Marte, who's now my teammate in New York. Um, and then got my first strikeout, which was, which was great, um, to kind of get that out of the way. Um, and then, uh, gave up like a, a couple ground ball hits, I think and a run and ended up scoring, but I got that strikeout out of the way. And, um, you know, there was, it was just a really, a really special, cool day. Unfortunately, like my parents were, we live in San Diego. Um, and I told them, I'm like, I think I'm just taxi squad. So they weren't like, you know, buying flights or anything to come out to Miami. So unfortunately they missed, uh, my debut. Uh, but the next, the next day I, I started, I actually started a bullpen day and, and they were able to make that. So that was, that was pretty cool. <laughs> and then saw on uh, baseball reference there, Jake, you got an at bat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how, uh, how did that go? And who, who was that against? Um, it was good. We were kind of another similar situation. I was with the Mets um, at that point facing my old team, the Dodgers, and our bullpen was was completely spent. Um, I knew going into that game and our, char- our our starter got, I think, chased after the second or third. And so I knew I was the first guy up. And then going into that game, I knew that I was going to I was definitely going to be stretched out more than I had been. And so I threw uh, two innings. And then um, came into the dugout. They asked me how I felt. I said, fine. And they said, well, you're coming up. Um, you're gonna, if there's anybody on base, you're going to bunt. Um, you know, with less than two outs, I said, okay. And uh, Max Scherzer was pitching, um, who, again, my teammate as well now. Um, but Scherzer is pitching. My spot comes up. Um, there's a runner on first with one out, so I'm bunting. Uh, he throws me like a slider or something the first pitch. I bunt through it miss and then I looked down at the third base coach and he gave me like the hitting sign like he's like hit his knuckles together and I was like I kind of like looked at him like hit and then I looked in the dugout and I couldn't really see anybody I was like maybe they saw my bunt attempt and just thought I'd have a better chance hitting so I was like all right I guess I'm hitting so then I I he throws me another breaking ball I think a slider cutter hit a ground ball like up the middle and uh Seeger gets it and he goes to well the, the runner was on second sorry Seeger gets it and goes to tag the runner and kind of misses him and then Seeger goes to throw to first but I was like busting it out of the out of the box like trying to beat this ground ball out and I don't think he knew that so he misses the tag and then looks up goes to throw to first and and I end up beating the throw so it was a fielder's choice but yeah I got on got on base and it was a pretty cool first at bat. I don't, I don't know if I'll ever get another one, um, but I'm glad I, I, I'm glad I got to get that one. Do you, uh, I mean, I guess in the national league, like, do you do relief pitchers? Like, do, do you get to take much batting practice or no, or. 
No, I don't never. And not that I'm not that I'm aware of, but we outside of situations like that where you need a guy to go long, we're not gonna get at bats anyway, you know, like yeah, because you know, if our spot comes up, even if we threw to one batter that last inning, you know, like they're going to depend on what the score is. You know, if it's out of hand, I guess sometimes they let guys hit, but like they're going to pinch hit. Um, it's just, you know, kind of that style of game. So we, I've never seen relievers taking, taking BP. And then Jake, it's just time for our ninth inning call to the bullpen. So it's just going to be some random questions just to learn a little bit more about you. Okay. Favorite NHL team. Uh, NHL team. Um, I would say, let me think. Probably just the Kings, I guess, because they're close. Um, the LA Kings, or maybe uh, who's the team in Anaheim? Is it the Ducks, right? Yep, the Mighty Ducks, or whatever. Yeah, Anaheim Ducks. Yeah. Probably the Ducks, I would say. My wife's from Anaheim, so we'll go with the Ducks. And then I don't, is there still like, they used to have like an IHL team, like the San Diego goals. Is that still a team or. Yeah. Uh, I honestly have no idea. We live like 20 minutes from there. I should know that, but I'm not sure. <laughs> you know what though? We did. I did go to a couple games in Rochester. Um, they're the Rochester Amrix. Okay. Um, yep. The American. So that's the, the minor league team for the Buffalo Sabres, I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so we went to a couple of those games. That was, I've never been to hockey games before, so that was pretty exciting. <laughs> uh, favorite travel destination? Favorite travel destination. Honestly, this is going to be lame, but because we're gone for so much of the year, um, San Diego is just like my favorite place on earth. So I think just home, you know, like I'd rather be here than anywhere else. Like we're, we're gone for seven, eight months you know, playing ball and then coming back here, um, San Diego is like paradise. So I would say San Diego home. All time favorite professional wrestler. Oh man. Uh, probably Ray Mysterio or John Cena. <laughs> favorite baseball movie of all time. Um, I really like, uh, I would say the rookie. I think the rookie is is probably my favorite. Um, or Sandlot. Either one of those two. If you could golf or have dinner with any three people, dead or alive, who would you like to go with? Man, this is a tough one. Golf or have dinner or both? Sorry. I mean, either or. Um, but any three people. I would say um, probably my one being my grandpa. I didn't get to spend much time with my grandpa. So that would be one. Um, let's see. I would want to golf with, I'd want to golf with Jesus. Like maybe he's got a perfect swing <laughs> and maybe he could help me with mine. <laughs> um, and then I would say, gosh, this is my last one, so it's gotta be good. I would say, uh, you know what? I'm a big football fan, so I think after 
a really long and incredible career. I think it would be a good time to to get to play with Tom Brady um, <laughs> now that he's done, and and uh, that would be that would be pretty awesome. Any particular course? Um, we could play here at Torrey Pines in San Diego. Let's do that. <laughs> and Jake, if you could be an Olympian in any sport, summer or winter, what sport would you like to do? I would, I would be, um, in the summer Olympics surfing. That would be, uh, at the top of the list for me or beach volleyball, beach volleyball or surfing. Uh, do you surf at all? I do. Yeah. Yeah. Every day. Nice. Yeah, and, and actually, uh, volleyball is pretty big here in Canada, and just like like hard court is completely different than beach volleyball. It's <laughs> way different. Yeah. My my vertical is definitely not the same. <laughs> yeah, you feel like a different athlete playing indoors for sure, but the sand is definitely a little more forgiving, kind of moving around and diving and stuff. Um, but yeah, I wish it were bigger here. I think like for whatever reason, it's just we don't really develop beach volleyball players here. Like mostly what happens here is people will transition from indoor and then play beach, but it's interesting. Like um, other countries are, are doing a lot more in, in sort of like you're, you're a beach volleyball player, you know, from the time you're young and, and, you know, growing in that sport. And that's why I mean, we have some really good teams here, obviously, but um yeah, we always the men always get beat by these like 20, 21 year olds from other countries because they've you know been doing it for so long and they're incredible athletes, obviously. But it's just interesting here how it hasn't really caught on yet. And then lastly, Jake, just gonna test your memory here a little bit on the 2014 Cedar Rapids Colonels. Do you remember the mm -hmm. name of the Australian left-handed pitcher that was your teammate? Australian left-handed pitcher. Oh, Lewis, Lewis Thorpe. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Lewis Thorpe. We also had another Aussie. We had Todd Van Steensel for a little bit as well. We had two, two Aussie. I, I was looking for some Canadians, but I didn't see any Canadians. And have you, have you, have you played with any? Uh, I'm trying to think. Um, I've trained a little bit with Rowan Wick. I think he's Canadian, right? Yeah. Yeah. That name. Yeah. I'm trying to think of anybody else. I think that might be it. Um, yeah, I think that's it. No, I definitely, I appreciate you coming on, Jake. Is there any shout outs before we sign off? Yeah, I guess just like any, any former teammates who are, are listening that are, have guys that are dropped down or whatever, I guess I left um, one of the best ever to do it out. I got to play with Aaron Loop last year and his, one of the most impressive seasons I've ever seen. I think he, he finished the year with a sub one, um, but him awesome teammate. Um, but Ben Rowan has been a really good friend of mine. He's helped me a lot. Um, Hildenberger, Hackmer, um, some really awesome guys, some awesome teammates. I think everybody that is pitching from down there has got some, some quirks about themselves. So I, I've, I've um, just appreciated their, their friendship and their help and anybody who's helped me, you know, with this transition, a lot of guys too, that like, don't know it, you know, like Joe Smith, um, Sandlin, you know, there's just so many guys that, um, uh, Thompson for the Rays, you know, I think just guys that I've watched a lot that have really helped me, I guess, without knowing it, um, just shout out to you guys. 
she said, Dear, come find my land down under Where women glow and men plunder Can't you hear, can't you hear the thunder? Yeah You better run, you better take cover Yeah You better run, you better take cover